This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My brothers and sisters, we start off saying alhamdulillah, we praise Allah, we thank Allah. We have to thank Allah. No matter what happens in our lives, we must always thank Allah. If you thank Allah for what you have, He grants you increase. So that's why we always say, Alhamdulillahi ala kulli hal. We praise Allah upon all conditions. My brothers and sisters, we also have to send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, upon all his companions, his household. We ask Allah to bless them. The reason is, when we acknowledge those who have done good to us, Allah will grant us goodness too. So anyone who's done good to us, we must acknowledge them, pray for them. When we say, Sallallahu ala Muhammad, or when we say, As-salatu wassalamu ala Rasulillah, etc., etc., this is not only sending blessings and salutations, but it is acknowledging the favor of Allah upon us by sending to us this great messenger who, who gave the message in a way that today we are seated here to be motivated towards Allah. So doesn't he deserve for us to say wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in? That's one of the reasons why we start in this way. My brothers and sisters, in a similar fashion, we would actually be blessing, meaning earning the blessings of Allah tenfold by sending blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says to us, مَنْ صَلَّى عَلَيَّ وَاحِدَةً صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ بِهَا عَشْرًا Whoever sends blessings upon me and salutations upon me, Allah blesses them tenfold as a result. One of the reasons is, he doesn't need it. Subhanallah. You thought of it? He's already the best of creation, the most noble of prophets, the first to be resurrected, the first to enter Jannah, etc., etc. He's got the status. But because we're acknowledging it, even though it is right there, we're actually causing the blessings to come to us from Allah tenfold. So this is why we must always acknowledge those who do good to us, even lower down the ladder. In our lives, many people do good to us. They forget. We forget. Everyone forgets. Subhanallah, don't forget those who've done good to you, no matter what. There will come a payback day when you will be given an opportunity to do something for them, sometimes in an active way, sometimes in a passive way. You will have to think about it. I know, sometimes you benefit from someone so much and when the day comes to defend them, you don't, you walk away. Subhanallah. Sometimes you actually uh, have benefited from someone or they have helped you even if it was a small financial help, the day comes for them, subhanallah, we don't help. I remember one thing I'm going to tell you. I studied in Medina Wanawara. I used to help the hujjaj in the, in the 90s, from the early 90s to perhaps the late 90s. I used to help the hujjaj. And I remember clearly helping a family, a big group of people. And at the time, we didn't used to have agents who used to rip us off. Sorry, is anyone agents here? I better, you better just close your ears here. We didn't used to have agents, subhanAllah. Now some of them are really good, but some of them are a bit of a ripoff. May Allah forgive us. But we didn't used to have that. You didn't need to book in advance. You could just go there with a visa and subhanAllah, look for your accommodation. Those were the days, mashallah. So I remember helping this family and 
some time later, they were so happy and excited. I saved them lots and lots of money and we got them such a beautiful place. We knew the nooks and crannies, right? So what happened is the day of Arafah came. We were all in Arafah and I was with about four, four guys. We were, you know, a small group of people. And uh, we were going now from Arafah to Muzdalifah. And I jumped onto a bus. Being from Africa, we had these bands that showed number two, bus number two. You can get into any bus that has that number, right? That's the rule. I know the rule. I got onto one bus with my friends. I was in Ahram. They didn't recognize me. And I was a little boy. I was a student at the time, perhaps in my early 20s. And what happened is they... The same uncle looked at me and said, get out, get out. We don't want you here. Move out, please, get out. This is our bus. And I'm just looking and saying, this bus actually belongs to all the, the hujjaj, you know. He says, I said, get out. And I'm thinking, gosh, this is the same guy. I helped him and I helped everyone. Look at this, man. I can't believe it. And I'm, he says, I mean out. And he started pushing me. And they just finished Arafah. The sun was about to set. Do you know it's the most blessed time you could ever, 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 ever have? Subhanallah. And I'm standing there and I, 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 I was, we were kicked out of that bus. We walked from Arafah to Muzdalifah. By the way, on the walk, I was saying, oh Allah, I thank you for what has just happened. Because you've made me realize when you do good, I'm not doing it because someone deserved it. I'm just doing it for you. You love those who do good. Subhanallah. Ask yourself this evening. When you do good to people, do you do good only to those who you think deserve the good? Or do you do good just because Allah loves those who do good? Have you ever read the Quran? It says, Wallahu yuhibbul muhsineen. And Allah loves those who do good. Did he ever say Allah loves those who do good to those who they think deserve the good? No. He just says, subhanallah, Allah loves those who do good. So do good for Allah. And you know what? The test will be that when they're bad to you, in return, you are still smiling. You say, Allah, I didn't do it for them. I did it for you. Subhanallah. This is where we falter and this is where we go wrong and this is why we become sad. When you do good, do good for Allah. When they forget it, Allah will never forget it. But you need to refine yourself in a way that when someone else has done good to you, you don't forget. You don't forget. If someone else forgets, it's okay, but not you. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us. Something I must mention. Every time we come to saffron, something's improved. MashaAllah. Right? This hall here is not as it was the last time. It's, mashallah, improved and become a bit more spacious. Perhaps next time we can have one or two more tables here, inshallah. Now, I think it's just the right number. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us our own personal improvement as well. We become happy, my brothers and sisters, when we see improvement. We become happy when we see growth in terms of materialism, worldly growth. You know, you have a better car, you're excited. Are you a better person? No. The engine in the vehicle is no longer the Toyota you used to drive. By the way, Toyota is better than Mercedes, according to me, in terms of engine. Who agrees with that? Put up your hand. Mashallah, you guys will have an extra round of saffron. <laughs> and there were only five of you, by the way. Mashallah. Okay, the rest of you, I do agree, but I'm a little bit loyal to Toyota, subhanallah. However, the engine in there is no longer the Toyota it was. It's now Mercedes or Rolls Royce. But your engine 
has become from Rolls-Royce to Toyota. That's why we fail. The reason why I don't like to drive expensive flashy cars, it does something to my head and my attitude. Leave it. Go back to your old, original, faithful and smile with it. When you're, when you're aging with your wife, you age gracefully, mashallah. And as she gains weight, mashallah, you should be losing weight by the will of Allah. And as the two of you grow older and you're looking so old, she's so proud to walk with a thin man who's really old. You need to be proud to walk with a woman who's a kilo more than she was the last time, mashallah. You know what it's got to do with? The heart, the goodness, the contentment. That's what we're lacking. My brothers and sisters, as you have a new phone and technologically you're advanced, you can contact one another, communicate with one another with ease. We tend to find it more difficult to communicate with Allah. You see? You have a phone. I want the iPhone. I want the latest. I want the iPhone 10. I actually have a phone that I'm so happy with. It's called a Samsung, by the way. Did you hear that? 10 plus with the memory of how much? What do you think? What do you think? Say something. One terabyte. One terabyte. Yes, you're right. Well, you've got the same phone. Mine's better than yours. <laughs> so, my... <laughs> The point I want to raise is we're happy with our phones. We've got the latest. We've got top phones, nice things, everything happening. To do what? To communicate, to be able to reach out, to be in touch, to be recognized, to be known. But my brothers and sisters, we at the same time, the same technology that we would like in order to be connected has disconnected us from Allah. What was the point? The connection with Allah has become weak. And your connection with the rest besides Allah is stronger. The connection with Allah has become weak. Your link with Allah is out of order. Your, you get excited when there's 4G and there's discussion of 5G. But with Allah, the relationship is still on edge if you're lucky. You follow how mankind operates. This is why Allah says, when we love you, we don't give you. Sometimes. Sometimes Allah loves you. He doesn't give you. He says, wait, go back to your heart. You will be closer to us the minute you're on that mattress, mashallah, made of, what's it called? The water mattress and you just go straight into it and you don't get up for Salatul Fajr. That's the very minute that you're, you, you're actually, you've lost focus. You've lost focus. Your focus should be upon the hereafter, the akhirah. Enjoy what Allah has blessed you with. This evening, you know, we were contemplating this whole idea of a motivational evening and we thought it was brilliant because it's very difficult to just have an open-ended meeting where thousands of people might come in, but we want to marry the dunya and the akhirah. What's that? Subhanallah. You can have a lovely meal, a five-star meal. You'll enjoy yourself. You can come out. You can have a motivational moment. One of these books, every one of you who's actually got a ticket to have come here deserves a book as you walk out. Subhanallah. One of it is coming to you. Subhanallah. And at the same time, we can hear a word of motivation and perhaps an opportunity to donate to a good cause. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. That's the whole idea. If you're not motivated and moved, even in a small way, then subhanallah, what are you waiting for? You know what Allah says? أَلَمْ يَأْنِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن 
تخشع قلوبهم لذكر الله وما نزل من الحق ألم يأن للذين آمنوا أن تخشع قلوبهم لذكر الله وما نزل من الحق has the time not come for the believers to soften their hearts towards Allah and what has been revealed. What are you waiting for? What do you want in order for your heart to be softened, my brothers and sisters? You have got one sign, two signs. Allah's allowed you to see 10 Ramadans or 15 Ramadans. He might tell you, that's it, your quota's over. Next Ramadan, you're not going to see it. It's possible. Allah has given you a sickness and another sickness. You've come out of it. May Allah grant shifa to all those who are sick and ill. Say, Amin. You know, while you're talking about something, just make a dua to be saved from something evil that is connected to what you're talking about. You never know which is the moment of acceptance of dua. You're talking about death. Say, may Allah have mercy upon those who passed away. May he. Amin. So my brothers and sisters, Allah has a quota for every one of us of heartbeats. Did you know that? How many heartbeats a day? I'm sure we've got some doctors amongst us, right? How many heartbeats a day? The last I checked, normal dudes, 136,000, 140,000. Is that a right figure? Anyone knows? Approximately, right? She's saying, because she knows when her husband or her friend or someone stresses her, she, it's like 200,000. Okay. <laughs> so that means, yeah, normal day. Okay. <laughs> 136,000. How many have you paid for? How many have you paid for? Can I tell you? Allah says it's free. So what's the value of each one? Can I tell you again? You don't know it until you miss one. Then you know it. Did you hear what I just said? 136,000. You don't even realize. It's moving. It's pumping. It's going. You can feel it. You can see it. Now on. Now you can actually go and watch your own heart. Subhanallah. And it's moving and it's going. Allah says, no, 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 no payment. Don't worry about payment. We'll take care of all of that. You just read your five salah and be a good person and develop yourself and talk nicely. Speak with respect to the rest of my creatures. Whoa, my creatures. What makes you so special? Can I tell you? The same thing that makes everyone else so special. We're all special. We are creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you think you're the only one who has a right to exist, you know what you need to think about? The one you think doesn't have the right to exist was given that life by the one in whose name you want to perhaps harm it, hurt it, or sometimes even take it away. Like in the case of those Weird people who perpetrated heinous crimes recently in Sri Lanka. Imagine people claiming connection to the giver of the life they took away. Absurd stupidity to the highest degree. You're giving the life away. Who gave that life? If you thought about who gave the life, for a moment you would realize, not in his name, it can't happen. Subhanallah. And people think, that they're the only ones who have the right to exist. Who gave that life? The same one who gave you the life. If we as humankind had to think that others didn't have the right to exist, 
As Allah created them, we would destroy. As Allah created them, we would destroy. As though we were sent onto earth in order to destroy people. Is that what Allah sent you for? Not at all. He sent you to build. He sent you to help. He sent you to prove yourself. And He says, paradise will be achieved by you reaching out to the rest of the creatures I've created in a beautiful way. It's called al-akhlaq, husnul khuluq. The goodness of your character. That's what it is. So my brothers and sisters, you want to know how good you are in the eyes of Allah? Check your heart. You need to have a connection with your maker that will be closely judged by the way you treated the creatures of the same maker. Those who differ with you. Those who disagree with you. Those who dislike you. Those who don't want to see you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. It's our duty to say this. People look up to us as religious leaders, spiritual leaders. And some who might not be Muslim may be thinking, and they do think at times, a certain chunk of them, that chunk is quite large to be honest right now, they think that Muslim leaders and religious preachers and so on are all about hate. And that's not true. What did I just say today? I might have explained it better than a lot of those who follow other religions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all guidance and goodness. So my brothers and sisters, the point I was raising a little bit earlier is, let's try, let's try our best to look at what we love on earth and whether or not we match it when it comes to loving something equivalent regarding the hereafter. I gave you a few examples. I told you about how anyone would love to update and upgrade their vehicle. I'm sure you would. If I told you who wants a brand new car of their choice, we'd all put up my hands starting with me. I'd put up both hands. But the question is, something more important than your car is yourself, your connection with Allah. You want to ride and you want that ride to be a ride of ease in this world. You're going to need a ride of ease in the hereafter, in your grave. You're going to need things to help you. What are those things? Your kindness, your goodness, your charities. When you give a charity, who is the better person? Who is the better person? You never ever know. It's got to do with your heart. Sometimes the giver is better, sometimes the receiver is better. Remember, when Allah created the poor, He created them as a favor for the rich. Whoa, have you ever thought of it that way? Allah created the poor as a favor for the rich. Because if it wasn't for the poor, what was going to happen to all your excess money? Where were you going to give your charities to? The hadith speaks about a time that will come where there will be no poor people on earth. You won't know where to give your zakah, your charity. Imagine the last time I said that one of the young people told me, I can't wait for that time. Imagine I'll be rich too. And I'm thinking that's not the point. You've missed it totally. The point is when you see a person in need, the Quran tells you 
we tailor made it before you were born for that person to be in front of you at the time begging and asking only to see your reaction and you may never see that person again subhanallah wa ammasaila fala tanhar surah al-duha we read it so much allah says as for the beggar the one who's asking don't ever rebuke him or her no rebuke you might not want to give you might think perhaps this person is begging unjustly you may be justified in that thinking that perhaps i don't want to give here no problem it's up to you give where you feel good no need to rebuke don't swear you don't know the circumstances don't shout don't abuse don't hurt walk away gracefully if they greet you respond the greeting subhanallah but don't ever look at someone in need and think that they are lower than you no maybe from a financial perspective for now for now i know of people from rags to riches just as much as i know of people from riches to rags i'm sure many of us have examples on our fingertips oh wow what happened well allah gave you for a short period of time and then he took it away from you how many we know of empires that were built and when the grandchildren came in they were begging on the streets wallahi and how many do we know of people who didn't afford shoes and today they have a factory of shoes it's up to allah allah says we did it we know man don't be arrogant we've given you for a short time appreciate the things you've been blessed with wa amma bi ni'mati rabbika fahaddith again the same surah the next verse surah al-duha what's the next verse allah says as for the favors of allah you may disclose you may speak about you may mention in order to display gratitude to allah that's why one day there was a man who walked in to the companionship of the prophet muhammad peace be upon him and he had tatty clothing with you know patches and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam being divinely inspired asked him a question what do you have the question was worded in a way that he knew what was meant is what what do you have in terms of business in terms of what allah's blessed you with he spoke about a large flock that he has livestock subhanallah and the prophet sallallahu immediately knew that this man is a wealthy man but his clothing is not in the same line so the prophet sallallahu told him liyadhhar athara ni'matallahi alayk when allah's blessed you the effect of that blessing should be clear on your clothing wow subhanallah amazing right you're a millionaire your clothing should be such that at least you show that allah blessed me it doesn't have to be millionaire clothing no but it has to be reasonable neat clean prim prop etc etc right may allah bless us it is not wrong the sahaba were worried because the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam on one hand said that no one shall enter jannah if they have an atoms or a mustard seeds weight worth of pride and on the other hand he is saying sallallahu alaihi wasallam you must wear beautiful clothing if allah has given you the money so we're a little bit confused here aren't we subhanallah 
So the Sahaba radiallahu anhum asked him, O Messenger, in the hadith of pride, they said, O Messenger, we love our clothing, we love our conveyance, we love that we have good conveyance and so on and so forth. Yet you are saying anyone who has pride will not enter Jannah, even to even the pride worth the weight of a mustard seed. So the Prophet says, that's not pride. To have something of high quality is not pride. It's your attitude. Did you hear that? I could be driving a Bentley. The moment I do this, and I put my hand on the steering. That's a wrong, come on. That's wrong. For as long as I'm driving it, I'm still greeting my buddies, I'm still okay, I go and I read my salah, I'm every, that's fine, mashallah, I'm still the same cool guy. I'm cooler, because why? The more Allah gives you, the more humble you should become. The hadith says, Al-Kibr, the real pride, is made up of two things. Do you know what those two things are? To reject the truth when it comes to you glaring. Just because you've got money. Just because you've got the best house, the best car. So now when someone tells you something, you say, get lost. When someone even says, you know what? Allah says this, you said, I know what I'm doing. People do this. Why? Too much money. It's gotten to your head. May Allah grant us ease. Amen. So that's one. When you reject the truth, someone tells you, you know, what you did is wrong. Say, it's okay. You bash someone. You come out and say, hey, it's your fault. And what do you mean? Don't worry, I'll get you into trouble. Just because you have money. You can turn the tables. And you can do whatever you want. That's what you think. Remember, Allah is just watching. It's temporary. Five years later, He's going to start taking things away from you one by one. It was just a period of time he gave you to see what you did. And he watched you fail the test dismally. He's still going to take it back. If you wanted, you didn't have to fail. You can pass. By doing what? Use it in a right way. Spend on your family, yourself. Don't be miserly. Spend. I know some people, the more they earn, the less they spend on their own families. The children's complaining. But my dad's a multi-millionaire and they're getting handouts from somewhere else. Subhanallah. I've seen the children of the rich scramble for food in Hajj that was distributed for free. That's because it was al-bayk. But by the way, my brothers and sisters, no matter what, I promise you, those of you who don't know can find out from those of you who know about al-bayk. Okay? Who knows what al-bayk is? You can tell the rest, inshallah. <laughs> so, my brothers and sisters, the point I'm raising is, I told the one brother, brother, you're fighting and jostling for one bottle of free water in Hajj. And Allah's blessed you in such a way that you can distribute 500,000 bottles here for free. Subhanallah. Stop jostling. You can go and buy one. He says, but they're five riyals there. I says, so what? It's expensive during Hajj. Go and buy one. Imagine wealthy. Allah's blessed you with millions. What a blessing it would be to spend during Hajj on your own food. The people who brought it there, whether they were ripping you off or not, they're making a little bit of money for a living. And Allah brought you there. Yes, there is something free, but you can afford it. Come on. May Allah grant us ease. So that's the first point regarding pride. When you have... Rejected the truth. And the second point is nas, When you despise people, belittle them. Speak to them as though you're the king. And that's it. Even the kings are to speak with respect. 
My brothers and sisters, if you want to take something away from this evening, there is a lot that I've said. I've got a few minutes remaining. I want to tell you, yes, we've spoken for half an hour, mashallah. I want to tell you something very interesting. Learn to respect everybody. Did you hear what I said? The way you speak, the way you carry yourself, the way you look at people, the way you make them feel needs to be of a much, much higher standard as a believer. You represent Allah. You represent the messenger. There are people out there tarnishing the image of Islam. What are we doing? We're going to do the opposite. By the will of Allah, we're going to prove that our messenger did not stand for all of that, but he stood for goodness, for kindness. If Islam spread, it spread through the greatness of character and conduct. Upright business people today, no one wants to do business with the Muslims in some places. Because of how they're being defrauded left, right and center. But if you were to be a fresh difference, very refreshing, really good. I dealt with these Muslims, lovely people, mashallah. So if you want to take something away from this evening, it's all about respect. Respecting people, speaking to them with kindness, with goodness. And it starts at home, your family, say good words to them, your children. And we've been saying this all along, but the problem is we don't think. We don't think and we don't act upon it. Change your lives, cleanse your heart and learn to get closer to Allah. That link I spoke about at the beginning, I gave you the example of the phone and the car and so on and told you we all love to see advancement in that way. What about advancement in your own faith, advancement with Allah? I've become better in my technological life and I've even become better in my personal life with Allah. I'm much closer. I'm trying to adopt more. I read a little bit more of the Quran. I fulfill my salah in a better way. Now you're talking of 5G, 6G connection with Allah. And Allah says, if you're like that, the day you call out to us, you're a VIP. We will definitely respond to you almost instantly. If Allah wills. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will do. Because he says, Remember me, I will remember you. Get, get acquainted with Allah at times of ease. And Allah will rush to you at times of difficulty. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all. I hope these few words can motivate myself to begin with to be the best possible version of me. No viruses, no nothing, mashallah. The best possible version of this Android device. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. I see the Apple guys were not too happy with that. It's okay. Saffron don't serve Apple, they don't serve Android. They serve pears and bananas. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you ease. Thank you so much for lending me that ear. I hope to be greeting every one of you a little bit later on at the door. Aqulu qawli hadha wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad wa sallam wa alaykum wa rahmatullah.